This show is about spoilers and discussion. It's also about spooky things that are best enjoyed after you see the movie. So any movie we talk about, we recommend you go see. You've been warned. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Horror. There is no shortage of monsters to haunt our dreams. Horror. You got red on you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Oh the Horror, a podcast where we take a look at classic and modern horror films from an expert and newcomer's perspective. I'm the expert Rob Holmes. And I'm the newcomer Steve Allman. And today we are taking a look at Better Watch Out. Uh, it's a Shutter exclusive directed by Chris Peckover and written by Zach Kahn and Chris Peckover. Right. So, so, uh, so what'd you what'd you think of this one? It's a <coughs> oh boy. Mm. Oh, I didn't like yeah. this. I didn't like this at all. This is a, this is a bad movie. This is a bad movie, Rob. It's a bad. I movie. you know this was this was the thing. I wanted to review this a couple of years, about a year ago or so, when we did the Babysitter, because this is another Babysitter film. You know, this is this right. is in that same genre. This tries to make it more of a Christmas theme. I guess there is. It it is. It's barely Damn. really there. It, um, like it takes place at Christmas. And yep, Christmas that's it. Music and sweaters that, around. That's so. it. That's that's the movie as far as that stuff goes. Oh, and they reference Home Alone a lot. Um, a lot. A lot. And I was kind of hoping that would go in a in a fun route, a la well, the babysitter kind of, but a little more in the serious route. But you know, very morbid, dark humor, less the Mick G comical esque version that we got in the babysitter. And I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. We get two takes on the same thing done through a different lens this will be cool to compare them no no this is not that the first well, half hour we did is get... well yeah we did get some yeah i mean so here's the thing uh it's very much a uh, uh like the babysitter a uh you know kids behaving badly type of uh babysitting ruse goes awry uh, and turns into something a bit more dark and sinister. So, uh, yeah, in the opposite direction, is, though. Right, and, and so in that concept, like I, I this is giving me a f much more of an appreciation for the babysitter. I'll say that. Oh um, my god, yeah, and well, I love the babysitter anyway, but I definitely, I hold it in extremely high regard now after seeing Better Watch Out. Now I have had to watch this movie twice. Right. Oh, so, uh, so like, just to sort of, like, get the plot chugging along to kind of talk about this, because I'm, I, I want to spoil the ever-loving shit Okay, well, this. let's, let's, let's kind of get this, into, like, let's kind of talk about the trailer first and, and talk about what the movie was supposed to be, what the movie looked like it was, right? Or it built itself I, as. Right. And it builds itself as this babysitter is, is babysitting this teenage kid who has a crush on the girl, you know, whatever, that basics type story. And there are home invaders. And it looks like it's going to be Home Alone if Home Alone really happened and these people are fighting these burglars off. Like that teaming up to, like, sort of... Yeah. 
Yes, and I thought it was going to be one of these things where the character goes from being an awkward teen who's a little too creepy at first to this coming-of-age story where he has to, like, man up and become the hero. You know, he really has to, like, grow into himself and take that heroic stance. And I was, like, thinking to myself within that first half hour, this is going to happen. This is going to be awesome. This movie is going to definitely wow me. And, it, it, I mean, it definitely caught me off guard and wowed me, but not in a good way, uh, when at 30 minutes in, it's all a, it's all a ruse, you know? So yeah, so I'll, I'll say, I'll say this, it's a, like, the movie that the trailer presented, I'm, I was very down for, like, oh, I was so down for it. So it's, it's like, it's so like, you think that these guys that show up in this trailer that are being either tied up or, you know, hung by a tree or something like that, like, they're the guys that are messing around with, in the house, and, uh, like, they gotta defend themselves, it's gonna be, like, this gory, kind of twisted, like, the kid comes into his own, like, hero's tale kind of a thing, story of survival, okay, awesome, into it. Sounds Um, awesome, yeah. So, um... The movie like starts and I immediately I'm like, all right, this is this is low budget and probably like first time, first time director. Um, mm, I mean, yes, it, like, but like low budget, we, low budget means it has a million or two. You know, we do have cameos by Virginia Madsen and Patrick Warburton as the parents, all of uh, which are wasted, all of which are wasted and very it's just mean-spirited writing towards the characters, kind of. It's just, I mean, basically, oh, this Virginia is, this Madsen is... so mean-spirited is, at the end. Yeah, Virginia Madsen's a total dick to Patrick Warburton because he he likes uh, his Christmas ornaments. Yeah, and she's, like, acting very, like, homophobic to- towards his tastes and stuff, and he's just kind of, like, taking it. It's No, really, no, she, really... she straight up asks him, are you sure you haven't sucked a dick before? Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, are you fu- are you fucking serious? Is this movie starting with that bullshit? Like, number one, oh man, I'm just gonna say it. Fuck your film because that's some bullshit. Just don't. That, why are you no, doing that? A, yeah, and like I I like I I only wanted to skirt tail away from like using like shit like that, but it's very unbecoming for yeah. But a you movie you have like you have basically yeah. wasted Virginia Madsen and Patrick Warburton on a base humor bottom of the barrel it should be in something like epic movie or date movie type bullshit you know what i mean yeah which should like, that is some throwaway like, garbage yeah. anyway right. when we get into um, it a little deeper from there we're introduced to the most unlikable main character in any horror film i have ever seen I mean, so I yeah. hate this kid. He is a no, no. He is, so here, oh, I just want to. Uh, you just want to punch him the whole time. You do, and not for any like actual good reason, because of the turn that that. Because Ricky, like, he takes a turn like during like the first. Sorry, not Ricky. What, who am I talking Luke. about? Uh, yeah, he's I'm Luke. I'm talking about Luke. Excuse me. Uh, played by Levi Miller. I Levi Miller. Yeah. Ooh, Levi Miller, man. I they. they they caught him at a bad time in his uh, acting development because, whoa, boy. Um, oh, no, no, th- no. The prepubescent squeaky voice thing, I think is I think some of that is fine. It is No, this- it plays well to the character, but like, yes. his, his, act, his delivery, it's probably because the script is dumb as a sack of rocks, but he is not, like, portraying a sort of, like, 
he's trying to do this thing where like be like acting like a 14 year old is just an act where he's smarter than he is right and he's and trying that to is act what like more indulgent and clever and like he's trying to just be like this kind of Hannibal Lecter type where he's indulgent in all of his sort of like evil affectations but right. it just comes off as like looking very awkward and weird and for a minute I was like oh like this is just an awkward kid acting like an awkward kid to what he thinks is like cool and what mm, weird villains yeah. would be like but then it just it, then we've got an hour left of this movie of him acting like that and it's I was kind of hoping that he had this plan he thought he had uh been some super genius in the first half hour to try and win her over with this scare thing and then it turned out that there were really people coming to break in and i thought all right well that's good that would be great but this kid basically what this movie comes down to is this kid is horny as shit for his babysitter i mean disturbingly horny for his babysitter to the point where he comes up with this elaborate plan to make it seem like there's robbers there to scare her into this situation where they will end up hooking up or something will happen because of it. And then when it doesn't happen, he has temper tantrums, uh, turns eventually turns against his best friend and decides that, you know, he's just going to kind of uh, turn to murder because that's, and, and does it not because of happenstance where things, Oh, it, it happened that these people crossed paths. He's going out of his way to commit murder, magically thinking he's going to get away with it, dancing around like some asshole, uh, and thinking he's so fucking cocky. I know a lot of people like this movie. This is actually what blows my mind, is I've seen the reviews for this film, and a lot of them are through the roof. There are some that hate this film as much as I do, uh, but there are some that praise this movie, saying it is amazing. This is the rapiest home invasion a teen film I've ever seen. This kid is the epitome of just vile. Like, there's no way you should be rooting for this kid at all. You just want him to get his comeuppance, but it never happens. I mean, sort of, but not really. Eh, but, but it so really he, doesn't. Like, no, he doesn't. It doesn't. But like, so here's the thing. I, on a con on a conceptual level, the mo like what the movie is trying trying to do, I could be down for. Everything fails along the way. Yeah. That's the thing. It, like it's well so made. In, in like the, it's it's well put together. It's well made. But you know, also we're we're thinking this is going to be a gore fest. They make it seem like it's going to be this insane gore. Not fest. even a piece, a good piece of gore in sight. Like no, really you nothing, know what this nothing to write you know home what this about movie kind of reminds me of. As far as like there are times, especially when I think it's Dacre Montgomery, it gets you know they put the noose around him and he pulls him up with a lawnmower thing. Right. All I could think about. Oh, this is the worst comparison too. American Psycho 2 All-American Girl with Mila Kunis. As far as quality oh level goes. As far as quality <laughs> level goes. I was thinking, oh wow, we've gone that route. It reminded me of the filmmaking qualities of of Jack Frost from 1997. You know what I mean? So, well, here's the thing. At times, you know... Those movies like Jack Frost or Uncle Sam from like the late '90s, you know what I mean? Just it just seems really bad, it, thrown in there, thinking that it's funny, thinking that it's witty, and it just feels. Eh. And other than that, the filmmaking—I mean, it's it's decent <laughs> filmmaking. So here's the thing that this movie needed to do: 
once act one happens because like uh, on a on a conceptual level we're fine yeah like the like fake well, home invader to, to happens a point, he's a little too to, the, the creepy factor of his character is still through the roof though that needed sure, to be but here's dialed the thing. back it, a it's, lot without the idea of him like without his like sort of personality turn mm-hmm. you could still kind of chalk it up to just being a very like yes. not socially inept weird like child like pre well no no he's not not you know he is socially inept he is a very socially inept yeah so like but you could you could chalk it up to that so when so when fake fake home invader happens when it's his Mm -hmm. friend he's they're exposed for that and like they're in trouble and he just like freaks out and just smacks her and knocks her down the stairs like that was a genuinely shocking moment sure to me yeah i was like whoa where did that happen so like when she comes to like I, here's what I wanted the movie to happen because this is where I'm like, oh, based on the trailer, this is where we're going to get the like, okay, so they tie her up. She has an argument and the real home invaders start to happen. Right. And there start to be like real trouble and they start to build trust through that and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, perfect. Yes. That's a perfect like sort of like wraparound conflict. Right, uh, exactly. No, nope, so, not but, at all. But so what he is is like clearly just wants to sleep with her and is still pressing upon that and it wants to be this sort of abduction thing and all of the things that he's like coercing his friend to stick Uh with this plan and trying to like play these games with her like truth or dare and like just like trying to truth or dare in a let's let's talk about truth or dare for a second what the fuck that was, was bad i mean it was just it was basically let's watch a scene where this character ties up this girl and then feels her up just for the sake yeah, of feeling her up and asking uncomfortable questions where even his friend man i wish ed oxenbold had been the main character instead because i feel ugh. that he would have been better you know because he was the other he was the, you know he was the buddy garrett Mm-hmm. And he, I just and, I think he's a better actor, and I think, and what's funny is I also don't know why everybody had to put on an American accent. This is an Australian film with two American actors. That's Patrick Warburton and Virginia Madsen. This movie's made in Australia. All Australian actors, see, Australian director. I'm, just make it an Australian film, man. And for the novelty of it, I'd love to hear Patrick Warburton in an Australian accent. Well, That'd don't be even, you don't even have to. Yeah, well, you know what? If you're going to bring him in, make them talk in an Australian accent then. Otherwise, don't have them in. Keep it as a full Australian film. Why are you doing this? There's no point in doing it, you know? I, 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 mm. I, There's a lot in this film I just have. Time. Yeah, exactly. There's issues. There's issues all around with this movie, especially because I was I was so excited about the initial concept of this. I was thrilled. It right. seemed so, so awesome. But, you know, some people like that. Some people go into it without seeing the trailer at all, and that's fine. They probably were thinking, wow, this is a total twist on this normal concept. Yes, it's a twist on the concept. Doesn't mean that I have to like it. Right, and the reason that I don't like it is that, again, we, like you talk about the scene where he feels her up and like does all of these like really creepy questions to Yeah. Her. A movie, I feel like a smarter movie with a more deft hand at the script and at the directorial level would treat all of these things a lot more seriously than they were. Mm-hmm. Because the second that, like, she's in this situation and she is in clear danger, 
or at least in clear, uh, like she is clearly being violated in this situation. Yeah. Um, this becomes a very different movie, and you need to handle that movie a different way. And just kind of tossing a moment like that aside in the next scene to be this sort of, which by the way, the scene goes on for way too long. It's like borderline five minutes of just yeah, like the. It's a oh, very. Well, my friend here, let's have you play truth or dare. Like it, it's it, the the dialogue is terrible, yeah. the acting is not good. Nobody's really up to snuff with delivering the lines that are you know and that not I, well written. But part of me is also thinking that that has to deal with, you know, you're delivering and doing an American accent, and you can hear um, Olivia, uh, De, uh, what is it, Olivia Dijon. Um, she yeah. when she's speaking at certain points you hear the accent come through so and it's she's really putting it on too like it's right. uncomfortably put on right and that that's the thing with this film is that it, there was it was completely unnecessary to try and make this an american christmas type film because number one doesn't even need to be a christmas film it's just a babysitter home invasion film that's all this movie is that's all it is uh right. that has the twist of this is a creepy kid who wants to get laid and came up with literally the most convoluted plan in order to do this and then has to improvise on the fly but then is totally okay. I mean, you know that he obviously has some sort of weird split personality because he goes from freaking out to then, I guess, switching off to become someone else. Uh, and But, like, that's not even nuanced enough. Like, we don't understand... No this kid enough to be like oh wow that's the way he is like so that that's what was going on with him the whole time he's repressed no, there's, and like, there's yeah and there's know, nothing the, that we the know rich about family why lifestyle he, is playing with right. his mind or something like that like but it's, there's no reasoning there's no for effort. why he is the way he is yeah exactly yeah there's no effort to make not like not that a character like that needed to be humanized but like there's no rhyme or reason as to why he's just doing the things he's doing no a character other than he's just a shitty little boy no a character like him does need to be hum or humanized he has to be humanized because when you're putting it in he he's this he's a kid right at the end of the day he is still a kid there hasn't been that point where He's been living a normal life. He's not completely shut off from society like a, like a Michael Myers character, you know, right. who just stops talking one day and is in this just almost like catatonic state until one day he decides to go back to Haddonfield. This is different. This is a kid who has a best friend who is living this normal life and then has this just crazy-ass plan on top of it and is willing to to kill and think he's he thinks he's just going to magically get away with it. Also, the home alone paint can thing. You're waiting for a major payoff. The audience is waiting to see a major payoff. Great, you yeah. got this artistic shot of yellow on the sides and then nothing in the center uh to show it hit and you talk about Mythbusters. Then he says his head exploded, which clearly it did not. Clearly. And I'm like, show it. it. Did not. Yeah, show like, it then. Like show it, you cowards. And they don't like, show give me anything. something to go then, off of. I mean, you, yeah, what do you get in this? You, there's there's nothing to make this film even stand out if you're a gore fan because it makes you in the trailer also think this is going to be an over-the-top splatter fest. And it's not. Not much happens no, in this film as far as violence. Yeah, there's some blood. Okay. Great. Yeah. But, uh, like, it's just, it's just scene after scene of this, like, back-and-forth 
like a hateable game of cat and mouse where like oh she busts out of the chair now she's back in the, like yeah oh I, CG I, cheek and smoke and CG cheek smoke you know what don't I mean, do don't do the cheek thing then how about that I, <laughs> serve I no purpose I feel like that was an easy thing to figure out I feel like that's an easy thing to make smoke come out of a cheek you know what maybe they did why. maybe they did but I I to me it looked CG it, it didn't look real I whatever it is either way ooh. it looked bad <laughs> like that's the, that's the main thing. I, I just, mm. I, at every turn, this movie lets you down, and at every turn, you kind of want it to change. Like, yeah. you're, I, I, by the end, I was exhausted at how many times I was just so frustrated at the movie not doing what I wanted it to do. Uh, because by the end of this movie, <laughs> we get the, the, like the post home alone cleanup scene where yeah. he's got to like put everything in place so perfectly got to get the pencil the on the door cuz obviously he heard nothing i know they they kind of like knock him out when he goes to sleep or whatever but and then he's uh, he's in like this this sort of like this like Ferris Bueller like Christmas family vacation scene on the roof where he's got to like transfer windows and he's like oh I that, gotta like not hit the that actually like, was one of the most frustrating that no that's the thing that made it one of the most frustrating parts of the movie because at that point we are supposed to be rooting for this character to make it out that's bull he is essentially the hero of the film but there's nothing there's not one thing redeeming about this character whatsoever not one it's just the thing. way that that's present the way that that's presented to the audience is to make you be like, oh wow, I hope he gets, I hope he covers up all these murders. Like, why? Like, why would you like shoot this like that? He's clearly just trying to cover. Like, he's got to be like in a like this needs to be tense. This needs to be like a right a panic. Th and this is more of just like, a, oh boy, I hope I hope I get back into bed in time, kind of a thing. I and would think it's, if he's it's yeah so, yeah exactly. It's it's just so frustrating to see a movie that it, it it knows the movie that it's trying to be, and at every turn it ju it's just saying no, I'm not gonna do that. Like the script doesn't elevate itself to the material that it wants to be. The acting at every turn is bad, mm -hmm. most likely because of the script and how flat and wooden these words are to everything. Nobody feels like people just do things. Like when that first boyfriend comes and he's like just distracted by the fact that there's two kids like, "Whoa, where is she?" Uh, she's got her period. What oh, hey man, about? I know, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go like, find her. I'm going upstairs. No, she's in the bathroom. Hey, it's totally okay. I'm totally fine with all that. Gets hit with a bat. Man, he should should have knocked that kid out. That kid never should have been able to at to no get point, the upper hand. Yeah, ever at no point in the in this movie should he have succeeded like he did. And, and that pencil, the pencil thing, like, that pencil reveal, should have been the girl finding the pencil, not him right. knowing that it's hidden there. It should be her grabbing it when they are somehow fighting at some point, and that's how she ends up stabbing the kid if he's gonna end up being the villain that's how that should go they did foreshadowing right. like crazy on that towards her it was towards her not to him her oh no it, it's so it's so frustrating because like as i'm watching this i'm writing a better movie as it's oh, happening yeah. and, right. and i'm and like oof, like oof. no you just do make it do it this way do it this way yeah and it's so it's so frustrating because every time I could see where the movie could get better. 
and I could see every time, like even as it got worse, I'm like, oh well, but if if this happened, no, if this happened, no. Every single time, you're let down by this. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I don't blame the actors on this. You know, I'm not. Ooh, I want to. They clearly kind of. tried. They, they, they clearly did try. Tried. They did try. You know what it is? Levi's Levi Miller's character is just so unlikable. But he's a fine actor. Like I've seen him in some other stuff, and he, he's totally fine. In this, I don't know if it was if it's just miscast or just not. You know what? I just don't think it's. I just don't really think it's well written. At the end of the day, again, it's it, it is it is unearned. That character has unearned charisma, unearned yeah. uh, like threat level, unearned everything. Like we're just to believe that this is some charismatic Joker child right. that can just do all these things and be eccentric and act like and like you know swirl a wine glass and act like a man. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? With this character. What is this character? What is he supposed to be? Is he supposed to be like Jack Nicholson at like 12? What are you doing? I I don't understand why this movie... Yeah, I mean with him with the drinking and none of it really makes sense. It really doesn't. I don't understand why they thought that this could be pulled off with a 12-year-old. Not to saying that like, you know, kid actors can't be that good. But you've got to actually make sure that that material can be pulled off in a way that a 12 year old can do because you're writing it for something that's just like a 20 year old can be where like he's been like in a psych ward for some reason or the the hang-ups of suburbia have just gotten to him where he's just bored and right you know cavalier about the fact he's like oh i want to kill people for, for fun because you know you know, like I can only you know mess with the maid so much. Like that's that kind of shit. Well, he needs but that's the thing. He just... needs he needs a history, and there's no history on this kid whatsoever. We have nothing, nothing. Yeah, and nothing. that's it, it's it's a major problem with with this film in general. I'm literally looking as I'm going through IMDb. Here are the first two lines of the film. There's a snowman girl putting on her snowman stuff. She says, just your nose and we're done, Mr. Frost. And then an older boy smashes it with a baseball bat. Her reply, you buttfucker. Yep. That was the that was the screenplay that I wrote in college. And then the title card and then the title card comes up and says, "Better watch out." Boy. I think that right away was a warning sign to everyone. Hey, this is what you're getting into. Um, yeah, not and, down and for this. The screenwriter, his other stuff uh, includes Mad TV. So I don't. Know, he must have written all the bad sketches on Mad TV then, because uh, this no, is and not I don't. Good. No, I'm not. I'm not saying all of his writing is necessarily bad. And honestly, there's moments of this film that are not terrible. You know, there's stuff in here that I think is okay. I I think overall as a film, he's trying too hard. You know, he's trying. I honestly, like, I'm sure that there are some good things in it. I, at like, they're, I was they're, so they're, lulled into a right. sense of just like, all right, whatever. Like I couldn't even recognize the good parts if you showed them to me again. Like that's it was that's that the frustrating. but that's the that's the thing is that we've talked about you know the the opening part of the film you know the, that first half hour, right. other than other than Levi Miller's character being the creepiest person ever to his babysitter, and it it really did hit insane levels of of awkward, weird, creepy, which also makes me think there's no way that he could be as smart. Or, or uh, however, as he as he thinks that he is, because he's really trying to be smooth at certain moments in the film. You take away that stuff, 
some of it's not bad. There are a few moments where I'm I'm thinking, and you know, they cut together a really good trailer, so even just from the trailer moments, it makes you think it's going to be a great film. And right. I, and that I is, mean, that like, is again, you know, this... it's a credit to the filmmakers, it's a credit to the writers, it's a credit to everyone involved. I just think the what they what they ended up putting in this film as a whole no not at all it's i mean here, no. honestly sh- shout outs to and round of applause for the trailer editors like for real yeah, like big you old, got me big to, old round of you applause you guys down. killed it you got you guys crushed it you convinced me to think that i would have a good time with this one or that this could be something worth watching but uh i think we could gladly wrap up to say that you shouldn't be watching this movie you know uh, what though? The, you wow. you actually you actually got me thinking about something. So when I make a bad movie, because uh, you know if I'm going to make a movie, people are going to tear it. Because we're all whatever. bound to make a bad movie. We're <laughs> all bound to make a bad film if we're filmmakers, you know, or or whatever. We're going to make some bad content. Um, I I want that trailer editor to to cut my trailer because at least my trailer will be amazing. He'll straight up lie about that movie. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean that and. Uh, Black Christmas, the remake from 2006, they they go hand in hand, man. Right. So just make straight up lies. I like it. Just just make up lies. Well, I think that's pretty easily where we stand on better watch out better not see this movie is my is what i need to say uh rob anything uh any final thoughts i don't know you know i this is this is our opinion on it i don't like it i wouldn't recommend it but it's the same thing i'll say to anybody you've got to form your own opinions on it so if if you've seen Truly, it and you yeah. and, but that's the thing if you've seen it and you like it and you want to recommend it to your friends go ahead but if your friends are of the mind, you know, of the same ilk as myself and and Steve, then don't don't make them watch it, please. No, and but and here's the thing: like, prove us wrong, because clearly we are in the minority, at least according to Rotten Tomatoes and some and a couple of other publications, where uh, a lot of people do like this movie quite a bit, and uh, yeah. I'm still scratching my head as to how uh, we are in the minority of people that do not like this movie at all not uh, not simon and, abrams know, I, of RogerEbert.com though he gave it a one out of five okay all right well, simon but, abrams. I, here's the, but like i would i would gladly welcome uh some good honest discussion in our yeah. uh comments or wherever to uh like you know see if you if we could sift through this uh, if we could polish this turd a little bit if you could mm-hmm. uh and help me see some shine because i wouldn't really uh I wouldn't really like to be proven otherwise, but I welcome your criticism and comments. And uh, Rob, why don't you tell us where people can do that? Uh, yeah, you can uh, check out everything over at ohthehorrorcast.com. That's our website. Uh, but you can also check us out <laughs> That's on a website. It's true, and you can check us out on Twitter. You can check us out on Instagram. You can check us out. Well, mainly on Instagram, I, I'm currently posting a lot of our stuff under Holmes Invasion, but it will be tagged with Oh the Horror Cast. Basically, wherever you download podcasts, wherever uh, you're on social media, Oh the Horror Cast, you will find us. We be there. Yeah, All we right. will be there. So, 
it is going to be that time where it is time for us to sign off. Uh, thank you so much again for listening, and uh, feel free to give us a review on iTunes. That really helps us a lot. We appreciate all those kind words and reviews. And you can do that anywhere podcasts are found. You can find us there. We really appreciate all those positive reviews that you've been giving us. And uh, thanks so much again. Merry Christmas to you all as we drop this on Christmas Day. Um, we really appreciate you guys listening to us, and uh, have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, happy holidays, everyone. And for Oh The Horrorcast, I'm Steve Allman. And I'm Rob Holmes. And we'll see you next time, everybody. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Now, it is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. And there's no more room in hell. The dead will walk here.